Welcome to the CE Pro Podcast. I'm Executive Editor Arlen Schweiger. There's a lot more to the lighting revolution than just the introduction of low-voltage LEDs. The entire lighting fixture category has opened up broadly to enable integrators to be key providers of line-voltage lighting fixtures, too. So does that create potential channel conflict with electricians? Not really. In this week's episode, CE Pro Editor Jason Knott spoke with Mike Libman, National Sales Director, Residential Systems for DMF Lighting about how integrators can work cooperatively with the electrical trade partners in lighting fixtures. As always, be sure to subscribe to CE Pro's YouTube channel and hit that like button on our videos, or subscribe to the CE Pro podcast on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. You know, lighting has become one of the hottest categories in the custom installation space. I would call it a bright spot, uh, pun intended, for uh, for integrators, and one of the companies that has been instrumental in bringing lighting to the attention of the custom installation channel is DMF Lighting. So, with me today to talk about let's get a status report of where things stand in the in the lighting space in the custom installation channel is Mike Libman, National Sales Director, Residential Systems for DMF Lighting. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, all right. So um, before we jump into kind of status, give everybody just a quick update or overview of DMF and uh, what the background of the company is. Yeah. So uh, we're a family owned company. Um, we've been in the lighting business for over 30 years now. Um, and just about 10 years ago, the son of the original founders took over. Uh, he came up with this modular concept that we're most well known for today. Uh, and then about five years ago, we entered the, the Cedia channel, um, kind of started out working with HTSA uh, and Tom Doherty uh, kind of pulled us into the space. And since then, we've built a, a fantastic team, um, a lot of which has decades worth of Cedia experience. Uh, we've launched new products that are exclusive to the integrator channel. Um, and now uh, this is the fastest growing segment of our overall business. And we are uh, doubling down on our investments to come out with unique products specifically for integrators uh, and, and continue to invest in tools that, that help the adoption of the category for integrators nationwide. Fantastic. You kind of uh, I preempted my next question, which was, gee, it's been about four or five years now. You know, where is the momentum still the same? Are we still seeing a lot of integrators who who are hesitant or is, is everybody now, are you seeing, you're not having to convince integrators that this is, this is a product category they should be involved in? I would say that in general, most people understand that they should be doing lighting. Now, uh, I don't think that we're anywhere close to the widespread adoption that is possible in the space. Um, but that said, again, it's still a, a very meaningful part of our overall business. We have a number of dealers that are having a lot of success um, with our product, as well as you know, others that are in the market, complementary and competitive. Um, and it's a huge opportunity. And, you know, in general, we believe that ultimately in the luxury residential space that all fixtures will be coming through the integrator channel uh, because of the strengths and the complexity of lighting that wasn't necessarily the case 10 years ago. Yeah, let's let's jump on that for a little bit for anybody who's who's listening or watching, um, either listening to the podcast or watching this on our YouTube channel. Why is lighting important? Why should they, if they haven't jumped into the category, what is so valuable about getting into this category? Well, integrators are always trying to create the best possible experience uh, for a client in their home, right? So whether that's audio, video, automation, you're trying to create an experience. 
Um, and lighting is traditionally underserved. It's been viewed as a commodity um, for a number of years. Uh, even the most uh, you know, sophisticated markets in the country you have less than 5% have a lighting designer on staff. So when you talk about an integrator that's doing controls, they're doing window treatments, um, they're doing landscape lighting, uh, you know, fixtures are a natural progression where you can really come to market and say, hey, I've got a solution. I'm going to manage all the light in your home. And hey, let's talk about what are the things that are important about your home and make sure that we're, uh, you know, making the best of that. So, you know, lighting isn't just the aesthetic of the trim and the ceiling. It's about, uh, you know, what are your finishes? Is it furniture? Is it architectural elements that you love? And then by lighting it properly with quality fixtures, um, you enhance the experience for clients uh, when they actually move it. Let's talk about the, the leverage that lighting gives to integrators also a little bit. You know, AV is, is a luxury. Uh, not every house has uh, audio, video, distri- certainly distributed audio, uh, for example. But every house has lighting. You know, and, you know, when a, ha- a new home is being built or even in, when it's in the architectural drawing uh, stage, lighting is always going to be part of the plan, whereas AV may not be part of the plan. Talk about how that gives that integrator leverage to be involved much earlier in the building process with the builder, the architect, the designer, the homeowner. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's huge. Um, we have a lot of integrators that are actually approaching architects uh, and saying, hey, I know you typically put you know circles on the plans for plan check, um, but we can help elevate your design right out of the gate. The benefit of that is by the time it gets to uh, builders in many instances, um, you've already got an appropriate lighting plan on the scope. So it's no longer a change order as well as some level of specification in place. Um, and then by getting in earlier, uh, every integrator is experienced coming in later and there's no budget allocated for uh, audio, video. In most instances, everything is a change order. Um, but if you're in that front end, you've already established uh, a position from a from that perspective, and then it translates to the broader scope of all of your offerings. So I've had a lot of folks say, hey, you know, I'm coming in, I'm pitching lighting early. I've established myself as a resource for my builder partners, my architect partners, even interior design partners, or even through referrals. Um, and then they can expand on it from there. Uh, we have the opposite true as well, where uh, maybe you're in and you're talking controls. Uh, the electrician is meant to supply the fixtures. Um, and by expanding the, the scope of what you're offering on that project, it's not necessarily you have to get a new project every time. You know, every integrator that I talk to is figuring out how, to, how do we uh, expand our revenue opportunity per project. And there's a great way to do that. And as you mentioned, every house is going to have lighting um, and not a small amount. Yeah. So one of the things that happened in the lighting space it was this revolution for low voltage LED lighting that really kind of opened up the oyster, so to speak. But DMF deals in, in line voltage fixtures. Why is that important for an integrator to, to really bring both of those types of fixtures to, to the uh, client's attention? Yeah, so um, there's a couple different pieces. I think low voltage lighting is very interesting. Um, there's some challenges as far as logistics where uh, some builders or homeowners may be hesitant in closing up the walls with an infrastructure that isn't widely used. Um, you know, the other piece is uh, in, in kind of the political stance of how do you navigate the other trades that are on the job. Um, most electricians' primary revenue stream is labor. Uh, it's not necessarily material. Um, so if you get into the point where uh, you're specifying a line voltage fixture, um, you're making sure that's the appropriate design, that you're uh, getting ahead of any potential compatibility issues. We ship it to the job site. 
you can be collaborative with the electrician. They still get the, the labor of installing the fixtures. Um, and as opposed to, hey, we're going to take on that scope, um, remove it from the electrician, and now you have a potential point of friction there. So I, I think from a channel conflict, from a broad adoption, I mean, even with line voltage fixtures, we often see subpar fixtures going into beautiful homes. Um, so there's a huge opportunity to add value, even with the current infrastructure. You just mentioned uh, briefly compatibility, and I know that that was a big issue, especially when uh, uh, low voltage uh, fixtures started coming into prevalence. And integrators, of course, have been doing lighting controls for years. What are what are the keys to determining that compatibility? What should integrators know or do there? Well, so a lot of manufacturers will have a dimming compatibility guide. And so they'll be very specific, not just a, a manufacturer from a controls perspective, uh, but they'll also call out uh, specific, you know, dimmers that'll work. Uh, I believe that we are the only one to, to guarantee universal compatibility across all controls platforms or your money back. Um, so a big part of our investment and something that makes DMF unique is that we're definitely an engineering first company, makes it easier for us sales guys. Um, but uh, our head of engineering, Rushi Kumar, um, electrical engineer by trade, uh, spent eight years at Lutron, 12 at Crestron, understands uh, compatibility in a, in a serious way. So um, through his leadership, we developed a driver that uh, our, our goal and part of the design scope is how do we make sure that we're compatible with everyone. And when you talk about quality of dimming, it's not just depth of dimming, but it's stability. How do we eliminate flicker? Um, how do you eliminate popcorning where different light, lights pop up at different times as opposed to all coming in at the same time, as well as the ramp. So, um, you know, most people have experienced an LED fixture snapping on or off uh, kind of abruptly. So making sure you have a soft, uh, soft on and soft off um, kind of approach. So uh, we spend a lot of time in doing that and we're not sourcing our drivers from other manufacturers and just putting it onto our, our fixture. Um, we actually design all of that in-house. Yeah, I didn't know about that 100% compatibility guarantee. That's uh, that's a great thing to hear. All right, what are some of the popular fixtures or styles or features or styles that you're seeing out there in the fixture space right now? Yeah, so, um, you know, when we launched Warm Dim a year and a half or almost two years ago, uh, that has quickly become our, our most popular uh, SKU. So we do... Um, you know, Warm Dim was really there to mirror the experience of incandescent. So incandescent has great color quality and great dimming, but it's very inefficient and it dies really quickly. Um, LED lasts a long time. It's very efficient, but it's hard to dim and hard to get good color quality. So, you know, as a manufacturer trying to figure out how we do the best of both worlds, especially if you're going into a home and people had incandescent or halogen in their previous space or, or before a remodel, um, you come in and you provide different lighting and they may not even know why it feels different, but it may. So by, by leveraging warm dim, um, you have the ability to get that incandescent experience as well as uh, achieve a lot of the use cases that we talk about with controls and setting scenes for different times of the day. You can achieve that with a warm dim fixture with a very simple architecture. So as opposed to having to run additional control wire or any of the additional complexity associated with that, you can achieve a lot of those use cases um, with a warm dim fixture with standard two wire dimming. What are some of the other feature sets that you hear integrators are looking for? Are ones that obviously come to mind for me or are things that, you know, keep mean, the ability, your modularity of your, of your fixtures that uh, enable them to 
to keep down their inventory costs and those sorts of things, ease of installation. What are some of the key things that integrators really should look for when they, they look for lighting fixtures? Yeah, so uh, anytime you enter a new category, especially with uh, our, our dealer base, um, they wanna be the experts on whatever they're selling, correct? So uh, there's risk associated if you go in and you know lighting uh, is not as complex as some of the other systems that are being installed, but there are potentials for uh, mistakes to be made on specification, or we've all seen it on jobs where things change from rough to finish. So uh, when that happens, what is the material cost? What is the labor cost in order to do that, in order to correct those things? And also ongoing maintenance. Any system is going to have some level of maintenance at one point or another. Um, so what is going to be necessary in order to achieve that? So the modularity uh, really simplifies that process because you can put the same housing everywhere in a house, whether it's tall ceilings, low ceilings, exterior soffits, uh, even in the bathroom, it's the same housing everywhere. And then based on aesthetic preferences and use case, you can leverage our different pieces and mix and match. Um, if things do change, it's very simple to swap it out. Um, and that, again, goes to the fact that we have this modular system and that things are integrated directly into the module, um, where most of our competitors have their power supplies located on the exterior of a box. Uh, maybe they're hard to reach. Um, so there's different elements in that regard. Uh, you know, lastly, you know, you mentioned supply chain because our design philosophy is how can we do more with less SKUs that has really helped us out from our supply chain perspective. So, um, we can carry certain pieces. We don't have to carry each individual configuration as a different SKU on our own shelves. Um, we can use the same modules, not only in our down lights, but also in our cylinder lines. Um, so by having that type of flexibility, uh, although we're not at our pre-COVID levels for shipping 90% of our orders within 24 hours, um, we are still getting the vast majority of our fixtures out within uh, four to five business days, which I would say is well above the uh, the industry right now. That's good to hear. Uh, let me uh, divert into a little bit of a, of a, uh, a peripheral subject, and that's the wellness category. You know, this was really came on strong, and in fact, COVID. Uh, has really elevated the indoor air quality conversation a lot re regarding around wellness. I'm hearing from a lot of integrators that uh, that they're having trouble penetrating wellness past their luxury level customers. And obviously, human-centric lighting is one key element of wellness. What are you hearing in regards to wellness and lighting right now from the integrators you speak with? Yeah. So, uh, you know, first thing is I'm not a medical professional. Uh, so I hesitate to make any guarantees on, uh, you know, any medical benefits of lighting. Um, based on what we do know is that uh, there's some different caveats about, uh, around how much light actually needs to hit your skin to trigger some of those things. And you're not typically seeing that in a residential application. So um, basically, there's, there's a lot of different positions on that. But I don't think you need to necessarily have the medical benefits of lighting in order for those concepts to bring value into a home from a design perspective. So there is still an emotion that's elicited by having uh, warm and comfortable color temperatures in the evening and having bright and energizing light uh, when you need that as well. Um, so there's still benefits to those concepts. Um, but again, I, I, I hesitate and I, I think most of uh, my peers and, and even our competitors have backed off some of the uh, health guarantees of, of fixtures themselves. Okay, so one area that I really want to talk about that's uh, I think a lot of integrators have questions about is 
lighting design. You know, most integrators are not trained in lighting design. And, and obviously, it's just a ma- not a matter of loading up a house with as many down-facing lights as you possibly can. There's layering and architectural elements and those sorts of things. What does an inter- how much does an integrator really need to know about lighting design? And, and where does he need to get that level of training that he, he or she needs? So uh, in a perfect world, all of these homes would have a professional lighting designer on their projects, right? Um, Unfortunately, due to the cost or just the perception of why lighting is important, it's a very, very small segment of the overall market, less than 5%, as I mentioned. Um, So you basically have 5% with professional lighting designers. Then you've got uh, oftentimes an architect or an electrician that's designing more for symmetry than for actual how do you live in the space and how do we light properly? And so there's a huge gap between those two. Um, And that's where we think that there's a ton of opportunity for the integrators to step in and elevate the lighting that's being underserved. So, you know, what are the different strategies? Um, You know, the first kind of entry level going from what you would have an RCP is that a lot of manufacturers are offering design services or layout services. Um, That's going to be more intelligent than the typical RCP that you see. Uh, But, it's going to be typically relegated to that company's offerings. Um, there's going to be some limitations there, but again, a huge step up from what 95% of the market has. Um, then from there, you can go into uh, outsourced lighting design firms. So folks like David Warfel and Light Can Help You, they're an amazing resource. They really know their stuff. They're not only great at executing the design, but they're also great at articulating the value of lighting. So Um, A lot of folks have chosen to work with those guys, which I highly encourage. Um, And then lastly, we do have a number of integrators that have brought lighting design in-house themselves. Now, that's a significant investment. Um, Obviously, you need to get to the point where that expense is justified by the revenue. Uh, I find that the folks that make that investment get to that threshold faster than you would think. Um, But there's still some time and energy required to do that successfully. So, that's kind of the three different steps. A lot of them do it concurrently as well. Um, so we work with a lot of folks that uh, work with um, designers and then work with us when there's maybe more resistance to the cost associated with that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's design should not be a barrier to entry for any dealer because there's multiple resources and multiple levels to support you in being successful and putting forward a quality design. And it doesn't sound like it's a situation where a house needs to be a minimum square footage in order to consider lighting design. I would think even a smaller house could could uh, could benefit from it. it. It may be the cost level or, as you say, step up to that in-house or that consultant level when you get to the large projects. Yeah, I mean, we do single rooms, so it doesn't even need to be the, the size of the house. Um, quality lighting is quality lighting. And if you're trying to achieve something in a space... Um, there's different resources out there to help you achieve that. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're trying to enhance how people live in their homes. Um, so, you know, depending on the appetite for spend, obviously, depending on that, you'll get different levels of service. Um, but again, the baseline is, uh, amazingly low for a lot of amazing projects. Uh, so, you know, we can help from a manufacturer perspective and there's designers as well. So where should an integrator start if he wants to find out more about DMF lighting? Um, The best place to go is dmflighting.com. We do have an integrator tab at the top that's specific to our product for the integrator channel. We've got great assets. We've got resources as well. 
Um, also encourage you to reach out to myself or uh, one of our local reps. So we do work with uh, manufacturers or reps in various markets around the country. Um, and then also we're partnered with ProSource and HTSA. So if you're part of those groups, you can certainly um, reach out to your contacts there and we'd be happy to do anything we can to help you out. All right. Fantastic. Mike Libman, thank you for joining the CE Pro podcast today and, and enlightening us, again, pun intended, enlightening our listeners and uh, the CE Pro community out there about the benefits of getting in and making lighting fixtures part of their uh, their business. So thanks again for joining me today. Yeah, thank you very much, Jason. Mm-hmm.